Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success, hosted by John Biggs. Every week, we talk to an amazing person about a time they failed and what they learned. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. Welcome back to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, I have author Brian Eisenberg. Uh, some of your books are The Rice and Beans Millionaire, The Tale of an Improbable Entrepreneur, which sounds pretty cool, and, uh, and Be Like Amazon. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you so much, John. A pleasure to be yeah. here. So, uh, so I, think we're, uh, I think we're Twitter acquaintances. I think you popped up. Uh, and you wanted to talk about some some excellent failures, so I guess we can just hop right into it. I've I've, I've had plenty of them throughout <laughs> my life, so <laughs> I, I I think I qualify as an yeah, expert. There, I feel like at this point, basically everything I do is uh, is a deep failure. So, but I think that might just be age and uh, and the and it's chilly here in New York, so I, I think I think I need warmth. It believe it or not, I left New York to move to Austin, Texas, and it's kind of not that hot mm-hmm. yet. Uh, I wouldn't say chilly because it's still 70 something degrees, but uh, for this time of year, I expect sun and heat and we're not getting oh, any. So, so that's, that's a weather failure yeah, exactly. right there. So, Oh gosh. All right. So yeah, well, why don't we, why don't we hop right into it? What are you, uh, what are you thinking about? You know, it's funny. I think there, there's a lot of stories about failure that, that I can share, right? Including, you know, we took our first um, uh, company that my brother and I started. We started the first conversion rate optimization agency in 1998. Um, you know, we grew it. We we, be, we became New York Times bestselling authors. We, we traveled all over the world, you know, consulting and speaking. And uh, we took that company. We acquired another company, um, took the company public through reverse merger, um, it was worth millions of dollars. And because of various decisions, we ended up both walking away with absolutely nothing. Um, uh, monetarily, right? I mean, obviously there was other things that we took, we took away from it, but I think that, you know, there, there's a lot of lessons to be learned there, but, but one of my, one of my favorite failure uh, uh, stories that, that turned out to be a massive success. When we published our book, Call to Action, we were asked to release the book three weeks early because web trends was going to do a bulk purchase and they were going to bring them out and share them on their road tour. So we're like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll do that. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, well, how are we going to do this? You know, we we had to get the whole kind of team together and we, we spent the weekend cutting out 30% of the content and editing and cleaning it up. But we were struggling because we had no idea what we were going to do for a a cover. And uh, we came up with this last minute concept, you know, playing off kind of our uh, mentor's uh, book, The Wizard of Ads trilogy from Roy Williams. And we put this like Egyptian eagle looking thing, you know, it was called call to action secret formulas to improve online results. And we sent that book out, right? Because we want to get it out to early influencers and uh, Seth Godin uh, got a copy of it. And uh, we hadn't heard anything the first week it was released. And he had just released also like an ebook on conversion, like his first little ebook on it. And he wrote a book. Uh, don't he wrote a blog post that said, "Don't judge a book by its cover." <laughs> and uh, inside there, he talked about how god awful the cover was. <laughs> and he says, "You know, e- even though 
you know, the cover is God awful. Drop everything you're doing and buy the book. And it turned out, okay. you know, that helped jump it to, uh, you know, a, a, a New York Times and Wall Street Journal and Business Week bestseller. And then got us a big publisher for our next book, Waiting for Your Cat to Bark. So, you know, little failure, um, almost kind of expected because we didn't really have much of a choice, but we knew we need to get something out there. And we knew that, you know, obviously getting people to talk about it would be a good thing. But but there's there's lots of failures. I think that the, the biggest failure I had there was was the bigger the biggest lesson I probably learned even after years of helping businesses optimize optimize you know their their revenues and you know and their customer experiences and stuff was by the time we left that agency, I had ballooned up to two hundred seventy seven pounds. Okay. Um, you know six six one, and um, when I left the agency within sixteen months, I had I had lost uh, over a hundred pounds. I got down to one hundred seventy seven pounds, and while the business was successful, we were going on. You know, we were we were attracting tons of clients. We were getting a lot of notoriety. We were having you know all these best selling books. I neglected my health. You know, I didn't spend as much time with my family as I wanted to. Um, I was tired. I was uncomfortable. And um, my uh, my youngest was uh, was about to be born, and uh, my middle one was in baseball, and I was already struggling to keep up with him. And uh, I made that decision that okay, I need to get control of my life, right, and and, and figure out how to how to optimize that. And uh, that turned out to be the biggest blessing in disguise because obviously, you know, we built a different kind of business where my brother and I could spend more time uh, with our families and, and have a business that's more of a lifestyle that doesn't suck all the life out of you like an agency did. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that was such a fantastic lesson. I think that's the, the, the key thing from failure, right? You, you know, a lot of people look at it as, oh, my God, you know, I, what am I going to do now? Or you can take it and say, hey, you know what? You, you either win or you learn. That's it. And failures are just about learning. And I think that's something I've worked really hard to, to, you know, to get my kids into that mindset as well, because I think it's, uh, it's something that in schools get, get beat, beat out of people, right? We're, we're taught in schools that, you know, failing is a bad thing. Like you should never fail, Mm -hmm. but in life, you know, you have to fail. That's how you learn the lesson. I think that's an interesting, that's an interesting story. I think the, the idea that you did, that you, abandoned health and family and happiness for work is a pretty familiar tale for a lot of us. Uh, and I also feel like a lot of people can't break that, break that habit. What, what did you use to, I guess, break out of that, that mess? You know, it's, it's small habits every single day. I mean, you know, um, James Clear kind of really did a great job with, you know, with his, his book and uh, my friend BJ Fogg with his book, Tiny Habits. You know, you got, you got to start small. You know, the secret of losing a hundred pounds is you lose one pound at mm-hmm. a time. You know, how do you lose one pound at a time? You, you make, you know, every decision a better decision. And, and it's the same thing, right? It's, it's a pass or fail. Like, you know, am I going to make a better decision, you know, by eating, you know, the, the, the pizza and, and having six slices, Right. Or, you know, am I going to, you know, make myself a smoothie and, you know, uh, uh, you know, some protein on the side, just feel better about myself. And uh, that started changing things. I started taking calls in the morning where I was on walks. I started then doing it on bicycles and um, and I just kept pushing myself, you know, as as I kept, you know, losing more and more weight. And then I stall out a little bit and say, okay, what what can I do next? And then I started hitting, you know, hitting the weights and that started making a difference. Again, it's right. It's it's a it's a constant learning. It's a constant 
um, you know, kind of back to the title of one of my other previous books, you know, uh, always be testing, right? You're, you're always learning. You're always trying to see what, what's going to help you get to that next mm-hmm. level because you are going to stall out. You are going to fail. And you've just got to say, okay, well, you know, how do I keep on the path that I was going on? Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting point. I think, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people get frustrated. I think a lot of people also don't realize that sort of thing until it's too late. So you're, this is a, this is something that I think folks are, are thinking about a lot. You, you and your brother built your own business. You did your books. Uh, you have, you have a, you have a publishing career. Uh, you have an agency career. What are some best practices for folks who who feel like they might be stuck in a position uh, where they can't break out? What are what? Are, well, what is, I think yeah, the what first are some thing, things that you did. Yeah, well, I think that one of the first things is you know go go find mentors if you don't have mm-hmm. them. Right, people who have accomplished what you want to accomplish, who have you know had previous careers. Um, you know, who seem to have their life together. Right. Um, you know, and, and get, get some of that outside perspective. Right. Uh, for me, it really wasn't hard that, you know, obviously, you know, le- leaving the agency like day one, you know, I had a lot more time. Right. So how was I going to fill the time? So, you know, that, that started with the walks, right. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to go for a walk. Right. And that, that certainly was uh, one piece of it, but, but talking to mentors helped you know, get some clarity as to what we wanted to do and, and what kind of life we wanted to build for ourselves. And I think until you until you have that clarity, you can't decide. And you know, you end up, you know, kind of living the same life every single day because you're afraid of the mm-hmm. change, right? You're afraid of what happens if I if I change and it, you know it it fails. And uh, you just you just got to be comfortable with that failure. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier with with my son. Um, you know, he's uh, 17 years old. Uh, tomorrow, he will um, sign his letter of intent to play uh, in college baseball. You know, he's got he's got an incredible scholarship to go to go play. Um, and uh, this is a kid who didn't make his high school mm-hmm. team. This is a kid who was invited to play in Major League Baseball's World Baseball Classic qualifier for Argentina in the fall. And a week before he was supposed to go down, MLB came to the Federation of Argentina and said, well, he and six other pitchers can't go. And that same night, the pit, the previous coach that he was committed to go to college to got fired. So here he is, you know, all these things are, are life changing for the typical kid. And he's like, okay, well, we're just going to keep focusing, you know, where that end goal and, you know, just kind of keep an even keel. And of course, you know, you, he was upset the day he didn't make the high school team, but you know, a couple of hours later he was back refocused. Say, okay, what, what can I do mm-hmm. now? What, what is the, uh, so he, we talked a little bit about this earlier, the, the idea of like, we have to educate kids, um, uh, about failure. How do you, how did you as a parent, how did you as a father, um, educate your sons about the potential for failure and, and how to manage it? Yeah. You know, we're, we're speaking on a morning where, uh, you know, Elon Musk's rocket blew up within four minutes, right. You know, catastrophic failure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yesterday he warned that, you know, this is a new type of rocket. It's why it's unmanned. It's why, you know, we're testing it out. And he just got comfortable saying, look, you know, I know what I want to accomplish. Every day may not be smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, there are days where, you know, I'm, I might strike out every time. There are days I might be on the mound and I just don't have my stuff. Right. And I have, and I struggle to get the outs. But did you try your mm-hmm. best to 
bring something to the team, to help the team, to help yourself? Or did you sit there and, and wallow in pity and, you know, uh, what the, back in my social work days, we used to call stinking thinking, right? Um, and, and you can have that choice the same way, you know, happiness is a choice. You, you can have that choice to say, hey, I can't control everything, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's going to break my way. Sometimes it's not. But I can control my attitude and my effort. And if I come with the best of that, everything else will fall in place. But here's the secret in the long term, right? It's hard to look at it day by day, mm -hmm. right? It's why it's a struggle to get, you know, when you're trying to lose weight, to look at the scale every single day and say, oh, am I, am I gaining weight? Am I losing weight? And then all of a sudden, you know, three days later, you're, you know, you, you, you drop a whole big amount. You just got to stay focused on the long goal, knowing, hey, I'm doing the right thing that my process is what matters. And as long as I stick to the correct process, I'll eventually reach my goals. Okay. And, uh, and in terms of, in terms of experiencing those, those failures, in terms of experiencing those failures emotionally, how do you, how do you control, um, how do you control that emotionally? Was there an emotional point when you were 270 and you said to yourself, Oh my gosh, something's, something's messy here and you got to figure this out. Uh, is it, was it purely for, was it purely a, a, a mental thing for you? No, there, there was definitely, um, you know, some turmoil going on, you know, the, the, you know, things were, you know, getting a little strained with my wife. Cause obviously I was not happy mm -hmm. and, um, I was frustrated. I was frustrated with what was going on in the business. Um, we just had several family losses as well. Um, you know, that, that previous year where, you know, lost, uh, lost my dad and lost an uncle, lost my grandmother. Uh, it, you know, there, there's some, there's some, you know, chaotic times. Um, and I, you know, again, right. Those, those are all normal things. And, and, you know, we're, we're going to be going in life through cycles of ups and downs. And, and you just got to realize that that's okay. You just, you just can't stay there. Right. It's, it's kind of like if you, you fell into a pit of, of, uh, cow, uh, you know, or, or pig manure, mm -hmm. like, okay, you fell. Do you want to hang in it for a long time? Or would you try to get yourself out of it? Mm -hmm. Right. If you stay in there, trust me, that stinking thinking is going to stay there a long time. Going, oh my, you know, I fell. No, get yourself up and get out of there. Like next. <laughs> you, you, ju you just have to say, look, okay, you know, that's part of my day. Let me go wash off and, you know, figure out what I'm going to do next. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's what everybody's, that's what everybody's struggling with that, that, yeah, you did fall in the pig manure and maybe, uh, but to a degree, we kind of just sit there. And I think there's, and I think there's a, there's a, there's a block that, that we get in some cases when we figure, okay, well, our paycheck is coming from X, Y, and Z, right. It's coming from a certain spot. Um, or our, our, our world is, our world has changed and we have to stay in this job or we can't learn this skill. We can't do a number of other things. Um, I'm just wondering what the, what the answer to that is, what, what do we have to, who do we have to, what, what do we have to tell ourselves, uh, to keep going? You know, there's a couple of things. So number one, you know, when you, when you think back to so many famous entrepreneurs, how many of them had, you know, constant failures for years and years and years before they finally had a success, right? Um, you don't always get lucky on the first try. You know, Thomas Edison talked a lot about that, right? 10,000 ways that he found that a light bulb didn't work, mm -hmm. 
right? How, how many people would have given up, you know, after, you know, version three, right? And they would have been done, right? But he kept persisting. And I think that's, that's the key to this is, right, wh- you know, what's your grit? What's, what's the persistence that you have deep inside you to know that, you know, you are destined for something more than you have today? You can have more. It's about changing your environment by changing your actions and changing your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And when you start making those changes on a regular basis, you'll start seeing the world change around you. Thoughts are things, right? This is something we learned in Think and Grow Rich, you know, very, very, very early on. You know, one of the most iconic, um, you know, self-help books of, of, of all times. And you know, again, it, it's it's just what you're thinking. It's like. You know, when, when, when my son didn't make the high school team, you know, it just took him a while to say, Hey, okay, you know what? That's, that's that one coach's opinion. That doesn't, he doesn't necessarily decide whether I'm good enough or not. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the grit inside him that, that he has a self, you know, a self-belief, a, a North star that he can follow that says, Hey, I'm good enough. And I'm going to go all the way till I'm a professional and not no one coach is going to stop me just because he says I can't make his team. Okay. So you you have a few books that you've written. The the Rice and Beans Millionaire is the is the brand new one. I think there was there's a great tweet on your on your um, feed that you shared that success stories are dangerous if you don't tell them right. And properly presented, a success story promises miracles to people who are never going to do their part to make those miracles happen. What is that part? Is that what we talked about before? Is that the grit? Uh, is there any sort of any sort of trick to it? Anything that anything that you would recommend people do to be ready for quote unquote overnight success? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of studies actually been done on overnight success. You know, people who have, you know, like won the lottery and you know, and then the, you find out within a few years later that, you know, they don't they no longer have the cash because their mindset wasn't ready for it. I I, I think you know, probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned, you know, through my life is that I've never worried about money. And, and mind you, you know, before, before we started our agency future now, we, you know, my brother and I had both filed bankruptcy. We, uh, uh, we had a partner who, who ripped us and a whole bunch of our friends off. Um, you know, our friends had, you know, lent money so that we can, uh, keep stocking inventory and we were selling out before we had inventory. It's a kind of crazy thing. And then one day we came and, and, and the, our partner literally locked the door mm-hmm. on us. Right. And, uh, we ended up saying, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to make all our friends whole, uh, because, you know, they, they believed in us. Um, but we were bankrupt. Right. And we, we were never worried about it because we said, okay, well, it was just a question of putting, you know putting energy and putting focus in. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, last couple of years with COVID, right? I didn't, I wasn't worried about going out and obviously speaking anymore because I didn't worry about my day-to-day livelihood. I said, okay, you know, yeah, we've got some savings. You know, we've had some very successful exits with companies we've advised and, you know, the shares we've gotten from them. I said, you know, if I need more cash flow, I can have it. But I made the decision that, you know, these couple of years where my kids were still at home because 93% of the time you're going to spend with your kids will be before they graduate high school. And I have one who came back because of COVID from college. And, you know, she moved back here for for a little over a year to be here. And now my middle one's off to college. And I was like, you know what? I can recreate the speaking business. I can recreate another business as soon as they're out of the house again, Mm -hmm. right? Because now I only have one kid to focus my energy on as opposed to three. And I think when you just have that belief system that, you know, you've grown to a point where you can control your energy and and how the universe repays you for what you put on that energy. So I spent a lot of time mentoring people last couple of years. I, I think that 
you know, it's it's hard to necessarily get there beforehand, but if if, if you can visualize it and you can see how that life is going to be, um, that's that's when you know you've reached the point of success because you know it's not about the dollars in the bank account. You know that's that's one piece of it. You know, of course, you got to pay bills and you know you 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 want to have some nice things, but it's about the relationships that you have and and the time you spent for me, especially you know with my kids and 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 getting them ready for their next step of their journey. That's 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 the big payoff. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, what else should people be reading? Uh, what are some of your favorite, uh, I guess, uh, books about grit and uh, and building? Um, well, there's there's Angela's Duckworth book about grit. I think that's a that's a great one. I, I we mentioned earlier um, James Clear book Atomic Habits. That's a that's another great one to start changing. Uh, you know your 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 behavior and habits. Um, it's interesting, you know. I, I purposely, when I wrote the tale of improbable entrepreneur, I really wanted to tell it from that point of view of that person who, you know, they're going through their day to day life. They're, you know, they may have one or two jobs. They're 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 living paycheck to paycheck, and what those feelings are and that struggle. Because I remember those days really clearly, right? I remember helping friends who've been in, in you know, in, in those situations because that's, that's reality, right? Everybody on social media wants to put, Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, you just do this and you put a couple of posts up and you know, you're, you're making $10,000 mm-hmm. a month. Yeah. If, if it was only that easy, there are some people who get lucky and, and, and figure it out. And, you know, maybe they're, they're gifted in other ways that they can develop an immediate audience and, and, and find immediate product fits and, 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 and things that they can sell. It happens once in a while, but that's not the reality for most people, right? Most people have to really put in a lot of work to, to, to get this done. And I wanted to, you know, to make sure that, you know, I had um, a volume that I could leave to my kids that taught them that mindset and skill set of, of what an entrepreneur is, uh, because I've worked with so many of them over the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides being one myself, that I didn't want all those big hype books out there for them, right? There's, there's too many of the, you know, the Tony Robbins type and, you know, nothing against Tony Robbins, right? He's done some amazing things, but there's just sometimes, you know, you can't overhype motivation because what you really honestly need is great discipline. Mm-hmm. Just a final question. What do you do? What do you do when you meet a um, entrepreneur who is who is who probably shouldn't continue who should probably who should probably stop the idea that they're working on and you can kind of see you can kind of see that there might be a hole in it or something like that uh, do you ever do you ever come up against somebody like that you know it's funny um, you mentioned that uh, there was one story of one of one of our uh, former clients a young kid who came to us I mean he was he was in college when he first hired us, uh, you know, at our conversion agency. And I, I actually wanted to include his story in the Rice and Beans Millionaire. And it, it didn't end up going in there, but may, maybe in another book, it'll go in there. But our friend came to us and he was selling, um, because he loved the product, um, these pen scanners, right? You know, it's like a pen sure, you sure, can highlight sure. it over a book. And, you know, he loved it because he was using it in college. And, you know, we helped him optimize it as, you know, as much as, as much as was possible, but we knew that, you know, he wanted to be a, like a real successful entrepreneur. It's like, there's just a limit to what this product is ever going to give you. Right. And we, we kind of explained the concept of, you know, there are different markets. There's, you know, puddles and oceans and bayous and wells. Right. So you need to, you need to kind of 
know what market you're looking at. So that's a really limited little puddle, right? It's just, you know, maybe it's maybe it's a little wide, but it's very shallow. There are not a lot of people looking for mm-hmm. pens. And um, he went back and uh, he took it for a bit. And, you know, it wasn't an easy thing for him, but he, he was like, yeah, you know, you're right. And uh, he went back for a few months and tried to figure out a product that he could be passionate about. And he started getting into uh, language learning and we started helping him, um, uh, you know, write his first initial emails. And uh, he ended up turning that into, you know, tens of millions of dollars later. Um, and and to me, it's it's one of my favorite stories because it's exactly that. It's right. You know, he fell in love with the product because he was in love with it, but it doesn't necessarily mean there was an mm-hmm. audience for it. And that's okay. That, that, that happens. Right. So was it a failure? No, it was a lesson learned. Right. Because he learned a lot of lessons about how to optimize what he can do based on that. And then when he ne- went to the next thing where he said, oh, this is a product that has a lot more appeal because a lot of more people want to learn languages. He was able to apply so many of the lessons and he just started kicking butt from mm-hmm. day one. Hmm. Right. So fail or learn. You're, it's your choice. Fail or learn. All right. I love it. All right. This has been perfect. Where should people uh, go to find out uh, what you're up to? You know, I'm, I'm fairly easy to find pretty much everywhere on, on social media and uh, just BrianEisenberg.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not hard to find. You'll, you'll, you'll find me on okay. Instagram, TikTok. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, we're, tw- we're Twitter friends. Um, you know, hopefully Twitter doesn't go the same direction as, as Elon's Musk uh, rocket yeah, exactly. this morning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm not hard to find. Just a, a quick Google. And of course, you can find all my books on Amazon. Right. Wonderful. Brian, thank you for joining us. This has been uh, this has been really helpful. I appreciate it, John. I hope uh, people learn that you know failures okay. <laughs> it's just what you do just with what it. You do with it. This has been Keep Going, a podcast about success and failure. I'm John Biggs. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Keep Going. If you are enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going.